Football is back, I proclaim, and we get one extra game. I have high hopes for this year, and there will of course be more beer. The championship is the hope, but I'm ready for pain. Welcome to the Mishpo. Alrighty, everybody, this is the week one episode of the Mishpo. Um, I'm excited for another year of fantasy football. Um, you can't see it right now, but we do have a guest in studio, uh, Lily, my dog. Um, I'll probably show her at the end of the, of the episode, but, um, yeah, let's just get back, get down to, uh, business. Of course, we got ourselves a nice beer here, so we'll give this a crack, and, uh, we'll get into it. How's everyone's summer? Back at school for some of you? Yeah, there's 18 weeks this year, uh, 17 games, so that'll be exciting, and, um, I'm gonna take a quick sip before we jump into the business. So yeah, business, um, really only have, well, I guess there's a couple things. Um, first off, about half the league still needs to pay the $15 for the, um, buy-in. Uh, you know who you are unless you don't, so if you don't, then just let me know. Uh, secondly, there was a lot of questions about keepers, um, during the period in which people were locking in keepers. Um, so I think it might be a good thing coming up to have some sort of discussion or um whatever about keepers and what rules we want because to be honest i didn't really think of many of the rules in terms of like oh can i give up a draft pick one pick earlier than when my guy was drafted if i don't have that pick or something like i don't know just there's a couple different things that people have questions about so we could maybe have like a forum discussion or something i don't know just kind of hash out some of those details um before Obviously, next season, so we've got a while, but, you know, rather to do it sooner than later. Now, we'll uh, jump into some football. How about that? Some transactions. There's been, obviously, the draft since last time we spoke, um, and ad drops are plenty, but I'm not going to be talking about those at all. Um, but there were three trades. So, Bruce traded Marvin Jones and Chase Claypool to Colin for Devontae Parker. Um, just first off, really like Chase Claypool this year. Um, as Colin would know from my many trade attempts to try to get him. And Marvin Jones could have a fine year. Uh, Parker, on the other hand, he is a solid wide receiver. Um, but I believe his his value is very kind of dependent on how well Tua does this year. You know, if he takes a big leap, he could definitely have good value. But if Tua is not that great, then I don't even know who the backup quarterback is there in Miami. I think this trade was a good trade for both sides as Bruce is looking to clear up a roster spot, but I definitely think Colin got the better value in this trade. Um, and something I'm going to try to do this year is give each trade a grade. So I'm going to give Bruce a C plus on that trade. I'm going to give Colin a B plus. So pretty good. Um, pretty, you know, pretty good. Next, T-Corn traded TJ Hawkinson and Marquez Callaway to Michael for Jacoby Myers and DeAndre Swift. I think this trade was also good for both teams as Michael got a tight end upgrade and T-Corn had some extra tight ends on his team, whereas T-Corn needed a running back upgrade and Michael had some extra running backs. There was the wide receiver swap of Callaway for Jacoby Myers. Um, I do think that Callaway is a better receiver. Um, Jacoby Myers could surprise, but right now I'm thinking Callaway is better. Um, so overall, I do think Michael got the better end of this deal. Um, I'm giving T-Corn a B- on this, 
and Michael an A- on this. And finally, I traded Mac Jones and Elijah Moore to Derek for Devonta Smith and Austin Hooper. Again, it favors, I think, both teams. Derek got a quarterback and I got a tight end. Um, and there was also a wide receiver swap, and I think that Devonta Smith is better than Elijah Moore, but much like the previous trade, Elijah Moore could prove to be fantasy relevant. So, like I said, overall, both teams benefited, but I do think I favored, or I benefited more than Derek did. Um, obviously, we don't know how Mac Jones is going to do, but, you know, it could be dependent on how well he does, too. So, I gave myself a B for this trade, and I gave Derek a C+. Alrighty, now we are going to jump into some power rankings. I know a lot of people liked this last year, and obviously it's back. Um, uh, we'll start at number 14. Um, I have Adam. Um, I think his biggest strength on his team is his quarterback, because he's got Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, and Baker Mayfield. All three quarterbacks could have good years, especially Russ, if he plays the way he did to start the season last year. Um, but his big, biggest weaknesses, uh, I think, are his running backs, where he's just got Mostert and Ronald Jones. Mostert is injury-prone, and Ronald Jones is very kind of inconsistent, despite being on a uh, high-powered offense. And then he's got... Uh, he just picked up um, Gio Bernard, so another Tampa Bay running back. And those are the only three running backs you got in your team. So um, that's part of the reason why I'd say that's your biggest weakness. Because, uh, you are you know, if one of those guys goes down, you don't have a very strong option as a backup. Um, so, yeah, Adam at 14. Number 13, I have... Caleb. I think his biggest strength is his tight end. He's got George Kittle, who did have injury issues, obviously, last year, much as a lot of the 49ers team did. Um, but when healthy, he's either the best or second best, third best tight end in the league, and he can definitely be a difference maker. For weaknesses, uh, I said wide receiver slash running back. Um, you do have Derrick Henry, which is obviously a big plus um, but out of all of your receivers and running backs, I think he's the best. You have Jamar Chase, rookie, didn't show very good in the preseason, um, but definitely could change into the regular season. And then uh, just, I think, a couple of subpar other options. Um, Nelson Aguilar could have a good season. And then Mike Williams, if he's healthy, he could be pretty good because he has been good in the past, much like James Conner being the running back over there in Arizona now. Uh, but he does have injury issues, and uh, he's got to compete with Chase Edmonds. So Caleb at 13. Number 12, we have Derek. I said that his biggest strength was his running backs because he's got uh, Christian McCaffrey, arguably the best running back in the league. Uh, Chase Edmonds, pretty solid also. And then Tevin Coleman, J.D. McKissick could be good. Um, not really sure about them. But uh, definitely, I think, out of all of his players, or all of his um, groups, positional groups, that was probably the strongest. Uh, biggest weakness, I thought, though, was wide receivers. Maybe that should be switched, because he does have Keenan Allen and Chris Godwin, which I think are better than just Christian McCaffrey. But, um, you know, Cole Beasley, Sammy Watkins, Jalen Rager on his bench. You know what? I'm going to switch it right now. I make the rules. Biggest strength for Derek's team is now wide receiver and biggest weakness is running back. Because you know what? I can do whatever I want. I make the rules. But I don't make the rules. So, But yeah, Derek's at 12. Alrighty. At number 11, we have the newcomer, Abby. Um, I thought that her biggest strength on her team was her wide receivers. 
and her uh, tight end, tight end being Mark Andrews. Receivers starting right now are Cooper Cup and Stefan Diggs. Stefan was fantastic last year, and Cooper Cup is consistently good. And then Debo Samuel also in the flex. Um, you do have a couple other tight ends on your bench, Gerald Everett and Ertz, Zachary Ertz. Um, both could be good. Um, I'd say Everett's got a bigger chance of being good than Ertz, but uh, that's just me. But your biggest weakness, I thought, was the running backs. Uh, you do have Aaron Jones, uh, and then there's Landon Fournette, who was pretty good last year during the playoffs, but was kind of inconsistent during the regular season, especially he's going to be split in time with Ronald Jones. Um, and then Devin Booker and Philip Lindsay both could have fine seasons, but uh, I'm not expecting too much out of them. So there's Abby at 11. Moving on to number 10, we've got Sam. I said that Sam's uh, biggest strength was his running backs. He's got Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. And then on his bench, he's got James White, Melvin Gordon, and Naheem Hines. So not only does he have pretty solid starters, but he's got pretty decent depth and in terms of quality and quantity. And then uh, I said his biggest uh, weaknesses were wide receiver and tight end. Uh, Logan Thomas was pretty solid last year, but uh, he could be a bit inconsistent, especially now with Curtis Samuel coming to Washington. And then he's got Tyler Lockett and Robbie Anderson as his starters with T. Higgins in the flex. Um, all guys are pretty solid, um, but definitely can be inconsistent and can outright vanish sometimes. And he's got Tyler Boyd on his bench as well, uh, so another Cincinnati guy. That is number 10 with Sam. Moving on to number 9. We've got Colin. I said that his biggest biggest strength was his flex, who is Chase Claypool. I think that's he's a pretty solid, you know, pretty solid receivers. And then his biggest weakness, I think, is his running backs. Nick Chubb is pretty good. But then there's Miles Sanders, who is also pretty inconsistent, but couldn't have those good weeks. And then he's got Gus Edwards, and that's it for his running backs. Um, only got three, but the three he does have are solid. Um, but like, uh, I can't remember who or someone else has only three running backs. If an injury happens upon one or both or all three, you know, not looking good there. Moving on to number eight, we've got Lincoln. I said that his biggest strengths were his running backs. He's got Joe Mixon, Miles Gaskin, and he's got Najee Harris in his flex right now. He's also got, uh, Tyson Williams, new running back, or not new, but, um, new backup running back in Baltimore. So um, those are pretty solid four running backs, especially the three that you are obviously starting. And then your biggest weakness, I thought, was your wide receivers. Obviously, DK is pretty solid. Um, but then there's Brandon Cooks, who is pretty good, can be, but inconsistent, and he's on Houston this year. And then he's got Michael Gallup, Jalen Waddell, Amari Rogers. Um, Amari is a bit unproven, but hopefully um, for us Packer fans, he'll be good. And then Waddle, again, a rookie, hopefully maybe will be good. And then Michael Gallup, who has shown to be good in the past, but with CeeDee Lamb emerging as a top target this upcoming year, um, he could be seeing less and less targets. Moving on to number seven, I put myself. Um, I think my biggest strength is running back. I've got Alvin Kamara and Jonathan Taylor as my starting two. And then on the bench, I've got Daryl Henderson and AJ Dillon. Kamara is obviously one of the best, and JT can be pretty good, as the end of last year showed. Um, Daryl Henderson, with that offense, could be pretty good. And who knows what AJ Dillon's going to do this year in that one start he had against Tennessee. He kind of went off. And then I think my biggest weakness is tight end. 
Um, literally, the guy I drafted got injured before the season even started, which is kind of on brand for me. Um, I did get a couple other ones. Uh, I've got right now Chris Herndon and, and uh, Austin Hooper. Um, got him via trade. Oh, it looks like Lily is getting up. But, um, yeah, obviously tight end for me could be better. But um, I'm thinking I might, you know, I might, might be okay. Uh, so that's myself at seven. Number six, I've got Michael. I think that his um, his biggest strength are his running backs and tight end. Uh, he's got newly acquired TJ Hawkinson in there as his tight end. But, or then he's got Janu as well, so pretty solid there. And then for his running backs, he's got David Montgomery, Alex Madison, uh, Antonio Gibson, and Danny, uh, Dalvin Cook. So that's a pretty pretty good foursome of running backs. I'd I'd argue the best one of the best foursomes in the league. Um, so pretty solid there. Moving on to biggest weakness, I think, is his wide receivers. He's got Robert Woods. And DJ Chark as a starter. Robert Woods is pretty consistent, but DJ Chark has been a bit less so. And then Corey Davis, new team. Who does? Uh, Corey Davis has got a new quarterback. Rookie, Zach Wilson. So he might be typer, hyper-targeted by him um, as he's looking for a veteran player to throw the ball off to. Uh, and then Cortland Sutton and Marquez Callaway round out the rest of his wide receivers. Um, not terrible options, but obviously could be better. Moving on to number Five, I've got T-Corn. I said that the biggest strength for T-Corn was his running backs and tight end. I uh, got the best tight end in the game in Travis Kelsey. And then he's got DeAndre Swift and Kareem Hunt, as well as Devin Singletary, Javonta Williams, and Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. None of them are, you know, obviously one of the best, but some of these guys could emerge to be top 10, 12 running backs this season. And then I said his biggest weakness was wide receiver. He's got Pittman and Hopkins as his starting two, and Jacoby Myers in there at his flex. Um, all pretty, you know, decently solid guys, especially Hopkins. I'm not super sure about Jacoby, and Pittman could take a leap this year. But um, And then on his bench, he's got Brian Edwards, Darnell Mooney, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, you know, three guys kind of unproven yet, especially, obviously, Amon Ra, because he's a rookie. But... Could definitely take a leap this year. Which brings us on to number four. I've got Bruce. I think that his biggest strength is quarterback and his wide receiver. Quarterback in Josh Allen, who was like number two or so last year. And then he's got Zach Wilson on his bench, who could emerge as one of the best, if not the best, rookie quarterbacks this season. Um, and his wide receivers are Tyreek Hill. Adam Thielen and LaVisca Chenault uh, in the flex. All guys, Ty obviously Tyreek and Thielen have proven themselves to be good. And I think LaVisca could be an emerging emerging star this upcoming season. And then he's got Devonta Parker and Curtis Samuel on his bench. Both guys that could have pretty solid years as well. Which brings us on to what I think is Bruce's biggest weakness in running back. He's got Chris Carson and Mike Davis in his starting lineup right now. Carson has been solid, and Mike Davis has shown that he can be good for fantasy. Um, but he's got a new team this year, um, so I don't know for sure how well or how you know how good he'll be. Um, and then he's got uh, Damian Harris on his bench and Wayne Gallman as well. Um, Damian could show to be pretty good. Um, and Curtis could be, or not Curtis, Wayne, um, also on Atlanta. 
you know, he could be pretty good too. Moving us on to number three, I've got Brian. Um, this is the first time I did a couple of uh, strengths where I picked more than one position, and this is the first time and the only time in these power rankings that I have a team with their strength with three positions. Um, for Brian, I think his strengths are quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. Uh, he's got, obviously, Rodgers, who was, the I think, the quarterback one last year and could definitely repeat this year. And then he's got the young gun and Trevor Lawrence, who could also be one of the best quarterbacks this season. Wide receivers got Justin Jefferson, Allen Robinson, Julio Jones, all in his starting lineup. All guys could definitely finish in the top 12 of wide receivers. Julio, I think, has the biggest chance or smallest chance as he's got to compete with that low passing volume and A.J. Brown over in Tennessee. Um, and he's got Will Fuller, Rashad Bateman on his bench and uh, Tyra Williams. Decent and Will Fuller on his bench. I think that's pretty good. Brian, you had him last year and he did pretty good before he got suspended. New team this year, though, so we'll see if he can keep that up. And then tight end, you know, just to top it all off, Darren Waller. You can't really, I mean, obviously you can get a little bit better than that, but, you know, Darren Waller, and I believe he was a keeper for you this past season. Yeah, you kept him in the fourth round, so that's pretty good value for Darren Waller, which really just leaves one position left for his weakness is uh, running back. I've got, so he's got Zeke and Trey Sermon as his starting two, and then Zach Moss on his bench. Another situation where he's only got three, um, which obviously isn't the best situation. But Zeke could definitely be a top five running back this year. Trey Sermon, a rookie, could show to be pretty solid, uh, assuming he can get past Raheem Mostert. And um, Zach Moss, uh, definitely, he, you know, Josh, Josh Allen definitely runs the ball more than him. But, you know, he could come out and take over that backfield and prove to have a good season. Which brings us on to number two, Alex Fiala. His, uh, I thought his his strongest positions were quarterback and wide receiver. Quarterback being Patrick Mahomes, who just like Rodgers could obviously be the number one quarterback on the season, um, as he has been before. And then he's got Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, and CeeDee Lamb as his starting three wide receivers, all guys that are easily top three or four round uh, wide receivers. So very well-rounded there. And then on his bench, he's got Sterling Shepard. Uh, so only four wide receivers, but the three that he starts are pretty solid. Hold on, there's a car on the driveway, and Lily's kind of freaking out a little bit, so. It was just turning around. Which brings us on to the biggest weakness for Fiala's team, which I said running backs. Lily, you're okay. Shh. It's okay. Biggest weakness for Fiala, I said running backs. He's got Austin Eckler and Jamal Williams as a starting two running backs. And then he's just got Sony Michelle and Tony Jones and Le'Veon Bell on his bench. Uh, so a couple backups in there. Uh, and uh, really Austin Eckler is, I think, the only bona fide starter right now on his running back core. Let's hope that he stays healthy, but uh, Austin Eckler easily could be a top 12 running back with all the volume that he gets in terms of receiving receiving and, um, you know, just rushing. So I'm going to quickly open the door so Lily can go explore. So, yeah, 
That is Fiala at number two, which brings us obviously on to number one, our reigning champion, State Farm. I said that State Farm's biggest strength was his quarterback and his wide receivers. Uh, Kyler Murray is his quarterback who, like the other two quarterbacks just talked about, could easily be the number one quarterback on the season with that rushing tack and, you know, throws the ball pretty decently too. And then his wide receivers are DJ Moore and Devontae Adams in the starting two spots with Brandon Ayuk in his flex. Um, and then as on his bench, he's got Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Henry Ruggs, and Hunter Renfro, a pair of Raiders right there. Overall, I think they're pretty, it's a pretty well-rounded group of receivers there. Um, definitely some breakout potential. Oh, and then he's got Michael Thomas on his IR. So when he comes back, um, could have a pretty solid trio there of receivers. Which brings us on to our biggest weakness for State Farm's team. Uh, we've got James Robinson and Clyde Edwards-Alaire in his starting two. Um, was looking a bit iffy for James being that starter um, over in Jacksonville, but with the ETN injury, um, he took over that role or, you know, solidified that starting job. Um, Clyde also pretty solid, but had a bit of a rough finish last year. And then on his bench, he's got Kenyon Drake and Ty Johnson. I believe, yeah, Ty Johnson for the Jets. Um, Drake, uh, pretty solid runner, but um, does have to compete compete in uh, Oakland with um, Josh Jacobs. And Ty jo Johnson is with, you know, there's a couple other guys over in New York they just have to compete with as well. Um, but overall, pretty, I think, you know, pretty solid, even though I think it's the weakest part of his team. So that will do it for the power rankings. Which brings us on to the game predictions. First up, uh, we will do me versus Lincoln. Uh, key players I picked out for each team. Um, for myself, I said Austin Hooper and Jerry Judy. Austin Hooper, obviously the new tight end I have in my team. Um, he was really good two years ago in Atlanta. Um, last year, not super great in Cleveland, but um, we'll see if they can take a step forward in that passing attack, even though they're run-centric over in Cleveland. Um, and then we'll see if he can do well. And then Jerry Judy, a year-two receiver who could definitely take a big step forward this year now with Teddy as his quarterback. So it could be interesting to see how that goes. And Lincoln, key players, I've got his pair of running backs, Miles Gaskin and Najee Harris. Miles um, Gaskin was affirmed by his coaches that, you know, he's going to be the main guy in town and running the ball. Does have a tough matchup this week against New England, but Miles uh, Gaskin is a pretty solid runner. Speaking of pretty solid runners, Najee Harris, rookie uh, this year out of Alabama. Uh, making his first NFL regular season start. Did pretty well in the starts that he did have in preseason, um, but now we'll get to see him actually play in uh, full NFL speed. So we'll see how he can do. For this matchup, I said that I thought the winner was going to be myself. Um, always usually pick myself. So moving us on to Michael versus Fiala. Key players for Michael, I said Kirk Cousins and DJ Chark. Kirk had, is a quiet, pretty solid quarterback. I'm not sure if he quite cracks the top 10 or top 12, but can definitely have some pretty solid weeks, especially with Justin Jefferson and uh, Adam Thielen he's throwing to. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see how well he can do against a pretty kind of bad Cincinnati defense. Um, and then DJ Chark, uh, not the most consistent player, 
and he does have a couple other receivers in Jacksonville he's got to compete with, but he is going up against Houston, who they lost J.J. Watt in the offseason. Morale's kind of down on that team. Uh, so, you know, never know what's going to happen, and it is a divisional game, I believe, between those two teams. So uh, we'll see what happens with DJ Chark. And then Fiala, key players, I've got Jamal Williams and Kyle Pitts. Um, Jamal, obviously, beloved Packer player for a couple years, but now he's over there in Detroit. Um, and with if DeAndre Swift is not at full potential or full strength, uh, he could definitely see an elevated role. Um, definitely going to see probably a lot of decent passing work, but up against a pretty tough San Francisco defense. Which brings us on to Kyle Pitts, uh, rookie uh, number four overall draft pick, I think, uh, in Atlanta, very good tight end, up against Philly, so, uh, not one of the better defenses, uh, so we'll see how well Kyle Pitts is utilized in the passing offense, and, uh, for this matchup, I picked my winner as Fiala, and I picked that as a lock pick for this week. Moving us on to Caleb versus Adam. For Caleb, I said key players were James Conner and Jamar Chase. Uh, James Conner, new team, um, has been good in the past in terms of his, you know, fantasy output. Um, but we'll see if he can do that again in a new offense. A um, little bit warmer for him. And then uh, Jamar Chase, who, as I mentioned before, didn't have a great preseason. But this is the regular season now. We'll see if he gets utilized a bit more and if he can perform a bit better. Does have a tough defense defense to go up to in Minnesota. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how well he does. Which brings us on to Adam's key players. First up, we've got Russell Wilson. He, you know, performed pretty good, you know, really good at the start of the season last year, but then kind of fell off second half. So we'll see what version of Russell Wilson uh, we'll get in this first matchup against Indianapolis. Which brings us on to his second, my second key player for Adam, um, Ronald Jones, playing in the season opener uh, this Thursday against Dallas, which when you're watching this could be today. We'll see how old Ronald Jones can do. Uh, against Dallas. And for this matchup, I've got my winner as Caleb. Which brings us on to T-Corn versus Abby. Seasoned vet versus a new up-and-coming person in the league. Uh, key players for T-Corn, we've got DeAndre Swift and Michael Pittman. Uh, Swift, um, bit of an injury bug this upcoming week. Um, leading up to the season and going up against a tough San Francisco defense. So we might not see the best output from DeAndre. Uh, but then there's Michael Pittman, who is maybe the de facto wide receiver one over in Indianapolis, uh, throwing or getting the ball thrown to him from Carson Wentz, I believe, who uh, could he's been a good quarterback in the past. So we'll see if he can do it again. Um, uh, so those are T-Corn's key players. And then for Abby key players, we've got Joe Burrow and Debo Samuel. Uh, Joe Burrow obviously came off, or is coming off of a season in which he, you know, messed up his leg pretty bad. Um, going up against a tough Minnesota defense. Uh, so we'll see how well he can do in his first uh, regular season start since that horrific injury. And uh, Debo Samuel, another guy who does have some injury issues, um, going up against a not-so-tough Detroit defense. Um, 
So we'll see if Debo can stay healthy and uh, perform well in this opening week matchup. Uh, my winner for this matchup, I picked T-Corn. Which brings us on to a rematch of the championship, State Farm versus Bruce. Uh, key players for State, we've got James Robinson and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, James, obviously, was pretty solid last year for fantasy, and he's going up against a Houston Texans defense who will not do very well, probably. Um, so we'll see how well James can do with a new quarterback and a new coaching staff around him. Um, which brings us on to Brandon Ayuk, another year two wide receiver who is looking to take that next step forward. Uh, a lot of guys in similar matchups because he's also going up against Detroit along with Debo from the last matchup. So we'll see if Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel, we'll see which one gets more targets. Obviously, both of them are probably behind George Kittle, but they both could be fantasy relevant. And then that moves us on to Bruce's key players. We've got Mike Davis and LaVisca Chenault. Um, as I mentioned before, Mike Davis has shown he can be good for fantasy. Um, so we'll see if he can be the lead back over there in Arizona or um, Atlanta up against Philly. And LaVisca, uh, another matchup where it's Jacksonville and Houston. Um, this time a receiver. Uh, so another receiver because we talked about DJ Chark. Um, we'll see how well he can do. Um, see if he can take another step forward. Um, and just like, you know, the other potential year two fantasy receivers. For this matchup, I picked State Farm to uh, win, much like he did in the championship. Which brings us on to Colin versus Sam. Key players for Colin, we've got Miles Sanders and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Miles um, had an up and down season last year. Didn't quite live up to his hype. Um, so we'll see if he can play well in this first week uh, of the season. Which brings us on to uh, Odell Beckham Jr., who, much like Joe Burrow, um, had a season-ending injury last year. Um, but he has, I've been, you know, heard that he's been doing pretty good in the, uh, in the camps in the offseason. And he's fully ready to go. He is listed as questionable right now, but... Uh, We'll see if he can perform, which brings us on to Sam's key players. We've got Dak Prescott and Saquon Barkley, another pair of guys who had season-ending injuries last year. Um, Dak, obviously, with the dislocated ankle. Um, we'll see if he can perform well against a pretty tough fa uh, Tampa Bay defense. Um, he does have plenty of good targets around him to throw to the ball to. Um, so we'll see how well Dak's doing. And then Saquon Barkley. Um, what he did something to his knee, I think. I can't remember. But he's back and maybe ready to go. We'll see if he's going. He's a bit questionable to start right now. Um, but, uh, you know, Saquon is a very good fantasy running back. So we'll see how well Saquon can do in this opening week matchup. And for this matchup, I picked Colin as my winner. Moving us on to the final matchup of the week. We've got Derek versus Brian. Uh, key players for Derek, we've got Chase Edmonds and Elijah Moore. Uh, Chase uh, taking over potentially that starting running back role in Arizona once because uh, of you know Kenyon Drake leaving, but he does have James Conner to compete with. So we'll see how well Chase can do. And uh, Elijah Moore um, had a, over the camp. He has been saying that uh, they've been saying that he's been doing pretty good 
chemistry-wise with Zach Wilson. So we'll see how well those two rookies can connect in this opening week matchup. Which brings us on to Brian's key players, Trey Sturman and Julio Jones. Um, Trey, obviously, is a rookie. Uh, we'll see how much playing time he can get behind Raheem Mostert, assuming Mostert stays healthy. And uh, we'll see how well he can, you know, have an opening showing against uh, for the NFL. Which brings us to Julio, another guy switching teams in the offseason. Um, he's now over on Tennessee. I did think I heard him had a bit of injury issues uh, earlier this, um, you know, in the past month or so. We'll see how how ready he is to go in this opening matchup and um, how much action he gets uh, with A.J. Brown opposite him and obviously Derrick Henry in that offense as well. For this matchup, I have the upset pick of Derrick. And um, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed my picks. And I did actually create a survey so that you guys can fill out your own picks. Um, you can make you make a one pick, uh, obviously, per game, and then you can put in your lock and your upset pick. So maybe I thought that'd be kind of a fun thing to track throughout the season, see how well people do in terms of uh, picking the games. So I thought that was another fun thing we could throw in for this season. I don't have a guest this week. Lily was that guest, but she left. Um, was a bit on a time crunch for this first week with the Memorial Day weekend taking in a couple days there and um, just a bit busy at work. So hopefully uh, I'm planning on uh, having a guest for next week's episode. Um, I have a person in mind. I just have to reach out and uh, get the timing down. So I guess that'll do it for this first episode of the Mishpo for the 2021 NFL season. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed and uh, with that, thank you and thank you. Alrighty, this first flip, um, recording this on the 8th of September. Hi, Lily. Uh, last, yesterday was T-Corn's birthday, so I'm going to flip on him. So, T-Corn, I will get one of you one of these weeks. So, uh, yeah.